okay, there's a lot of girls that need friends. How can I serve them and connect them? And I'm going to meet a lot of girls that way too. Right. And like, um, learn how to connect people and everything. So I feel like that was really the big shift. And then when it wasn't about me anymore, also it, I didn't, I wasn't worried about it the same way. Hi, and welcome to the girl who can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hello, friends, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Who Can podcast. If you are new around here, what is up? Nice to virtually meet you. Glad that you're here. I am just here to be your sister friend every Wednesday to remind you that you are the girl who can right now in this moment that you are because that's who you were created to be. So I bring on guests. Sometimes I do some solo episodes, but this is a very special episode because we have a guest. And the guest today we have is Caitlin Asar. And we connected over social media. I just slid in those DMs, you know, just trying to be bold. And she just displays this super authentic vibe about her. And something that I really liked was that she is big on building community in her city and her city happens to be one that's really close to mine. So throughout this conversation, I also feel like I learned a little bit more about her and gained a friend at the end of it. I, we literally have a coffee date set up for next Sunday to meet in person. And so we talk a lot about how to build friendships and why it's more so about building friendships out of quality versus quantity and seeing how you can serve the people around you versus always kind of looking inward to feel like we need to be fulfilled by all these people um, when really they might have something to learn from you and you have something to give them as well. So it's a really, really fun and great conversation. She also dives into how she launched her business of ClearCut Media with her best friend, who is also the co-founder while she was still in college, and how she just gained the confidence and courage to do that. She obviously is on social media and has a fond love for TikTok and Instagram and just believes the world of social media is changing and it's kind of her 
uh, creative outlet. So I'm so excited for you guys to also listen to the conversation. And if you are listening on Apple podcast, if you could do me a huge favor and just scroll down and leave a review, it helps me out so, so much. And also head over to our Instagram page at the girl who can podcast, or come hang out with me on my personal social media at Arisa Lujano. That's another place to then build community. We post about the episodes every single week and with all of that said, let's get into the episode. I'm going to share my new best friend with everybody on this podcast now. So we have Caitlin Nassar here with us and we just connected over social media and I was so drawn to her social media one, cause she's super fashionable, shares her life in a super authentic way. So Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I love this. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I know it was like immediate new friend. That's like what it's all about. That's why Austin is so amazing. You know, it's always happening. And even just social media in general, like it's, I know, right. The fact that you just saw a tagged video and here we are. That's how life works. You guys go out Uh there, make friendships, slide in the DMS. Doesn't always have to be with the guy. (laughs) You got to honestly, most, a lot of friends that I've made, especially in Austin have been through sliding through the DMS and there's no shame. There's no shame. No shame. That's how, that's how it goes nowadays. And so Caitlin, everybody already heard in the intro, but anything you want to share about yourself and just introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm Caitlin. I am 25. I grew up in Carmel, California, went to SMU in Dallas. Um, and so I moved from Carmel to Dallas, did SMU, loved it. Amazing school, stayed there for about two or three years after, um, started my business, Clearcut Media, while in school, actually. And then two or three years after, um, I got engaged and I knew I didn't want to ever go back to California. I did not like Dallas at all. Um, and my fiance's parents lived in Austin. So we would go all the time. And I really, truly fell in love with the city. I always felt like such a peace in my heart about the city. Like whenever we'd go, there was one time when I was trying to figure out where to move and I was just driving to his parents' house. I just started crying in the car and I was like, all right, I think this is my sign that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, so yeah, after a couple of years in Dallas, post-grad moved here, um, and planted a Austin office for our clear cut media. Um, we operate out of Dallas, Austin, Oklahoma city. Um, so we do that full time. I do that full time and yeah, it's a blast. We have a great time. So yeah. That's, that, that, is that's, that good? Okay. <laughs> no, amazing. That's an amazing journey of just honestly, Love. like following your heart of what, yep. what works best for you. And you know, this kind of gut intuition of this is where I need to be, whether it was exactly. starting a business or moving someplace. So we're going to dive yep. all into that, but I love before it. We Let's get do into it. it uh, this is a question I ask every single guest that comes on the podcast, but what is something that you do that makes you feel like the girl who can? Um, honestly, pretty much exactly what you said. I would say, you know, Carmel is a very small town. Um, my high school was the public high school in the whole area. It was only like 700 people. Um, so it's very small town, very old town. And when I went to SMU, no one even knew what SMU was at that time or SMU TCU, like it was not on the radar at all. Um, and so when I went, I was really the first one to ever go to a college in Texas even. So I did not know one person going to school. So I feel like I kind of just since going to college, just kind of decided, you know, we're just going to make friends. We're just going to have fun. We're just going to push ourselves out of our comfort zones. I'm a kind of naturally an introvert. So it's just, I feel like I've always loved being able to like push myself and do that. Um, so that was like step one of pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Then in college, like, especially with clear cut, I would say that's definitely 
something I'm most proud of. I definitely did not ever expect to start a business when I was in school, but um, there was definitely things that happened where it was just like, if I don't take this opportunity, I'm going to be really upset about it later. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it's important to always figure out what those times are when you feel it in your gut and your heart to be like, this is very scary and nerve wracking, but we're just going to do it. So I really started that my sophomore and junior year. And by graduation, we were well on our way, had um, people hired already. So like that, that I would say is probably my biggest thing. And it's my baby and my, um, my best friend slash my little in my sorority, she and I started it together. So it's both of our babies. It's like, we love it so much. And I would say that's definitely what we're most proud of is that we just did it and we didn't care. Everyone was going out in college. Everyone was doing all that crazy stuff. We were not going out at all. People thought you're so weird. We would just work (laughs) all night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, but it paid off. And I would say that's definitely probably my big thing. All of that is a word. And the main thing Uh is like just getting whoever's listening, getting uncomfortable and just following your heart, even if it's not the most popular thing to do. Exactly. And I feel like, I feel like you always like, sorry, I mean, interrupt you. I, I feel like you know, when it's scary, it's so easy. It's so, at least for me, I always go to the what ifs and I think about the worst mm-hmm. possible situation that could happen. What if this person doesn't like it? What if it doesn't work out and I fail and it's, I've been posting it on social media and it doesn't work out. Um, so I feel like the past four or five years, I've really pushed myself to be like, stop thinking about the worst what if and just do it because you could be held back from like what the Lord wants for you too. So I, I just have been really strongly pushing myself to just, you know, you just got to do it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what if it turns out better than you ever expect? Exactly. That's, it's a reframing of the thoughts of if we, we continue to get stuck in the, what if so-and-so says whatever about it, we're never going to have it work. And honestly, the prop, someone's probably not going to like what you're doing. The, what if are, it's going to happen, but if we wait till things are perfect, you, the business yep. never gets launched. You yep. never moved to the city where you really wanted to. And yep. so starting there, I think with your journey, hearing that like you were bold and and moved to a new city and got out of your hometown, I think leaving my own hometown too, that was so pivotal. And even if it was for a short amount of time of like, okay, I'm going to go do an internship in a different city or yep. some people study abroad what kind of led you to make that big transition and why do you think it's important for maybe somebody to leave out of their comfort zone? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I don't know. I also, okay. This is, I have a lot of things to say when I was in college too, I went abroad twice. I was 18. Mm -hmm. I went to school when I was 17. So I was pretty young for my grade. And after, when I was 18, I studied abroad in China (laughs) in Beijing. (laughs) And then the next year I studied abroad in London and, you know, we travel everywhere. And I would say, you know, that's like a different level of going out of your comfort zone. I mean, when I was 18 living in the middle of freaking Beijing, I was like, what, what's happening? You know, like, what am I doing? And I learned so much through that, you know, and just leave it. There's people who still live in my hometown, Carmel. They never left. And there's no, there's no hate to that, but I just can't imagine all these things I've learned about myself and experienced. If I had just stayed, like, there's just such a level of, 
reality that comes when you're outside of your comfort zone and you're really uncomfortable. Um, that's when you learn. And my dad always would say, you got to always be uncomfortable. The worst that could happen is, you know, even if you think about the worst that could happen, it's really not that bad. And every time you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, I always think you learn something, um, either emotionally, you know, whatever it is, there's always something to be learned. And, um, I'm someone that just kind of, I want to be as well-rounded and feel like I've, you know, learned stuff and changed and grown. And I feel like it just is an easy way to enable you to do so. I feel like, you know, if I wouldn't have, there's so many things that would have never happened if I, if I had stayed or, you know, even if I had stayed in Dallas and not push myself to move to Austin and not know anyone and be like, okay, like, we're going to make all these new friends. Like that's, that's something I've learned so much through that too. So I don't know. I don't know. That's and a hard question, but where do you think that came from? Cause I think a lot of girls might be listening and be like, okay, that sounds great. I want to do that. And I, we get stuck in like just thinking about it and yeah. you sound like you have such an adventurous spirit and me too. Like I'm introverted at heart, so it can be yes. hard. And I need the introverted it. moments that allow yeah. me to go out and be bold and courageous. But yep. for someone who just doesn't who even might know not, yeah. where to start, like where, where did start. that come from for you? Where did that get instilled in you? Yeah, I think I, my dad is very much so like that. And he and I are very, very close. So I've always wanted to be like my dad. And so I think he's obviously naturally, um, you know, affected me in that way. But I also feel like it's really important to be a visionary and imagine your ideal life, right? What does, what, like, what do your friends look like? What kind of people are you surrounded by? Who are you in a relationship with? Or is your dream life right now to be single? Like, what does all of that look like? And like, really take time to journal that out. Think about it, you know, pray about it, like all those things and really just deep dive into if you had exactly what you'd want right now, what would happen? And then I feel like I've actually a lot of times I'll like write all that down and then I kind of work backwards and I'm like, okay, like when I was in Dallas, I yeah. imagine that all the time and be like, okay, well, the city ain't going to do it for me. I need to move. <laughs> and thankfully, you know, it was an easier move because I had Luke and I had his family and stuff. It would definitely have been harder if I didn't have them, but, um, but it still encourages me. And now I'm seeing it on paper. Like I want this and I'm here. Like now I know what happened to change. Right. And it's kind of easier when it's not in your head and you can start to see it on paper, especially if mm-hmm. you're kind of doing it every day. And it's like, this is where I want to be. This is where I am. So these are the things that are clearly, this is what needs to change. Right. So I feel like when I started doing that, it definitely helped a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of reverse engineering the process of, yeah, okay, exactly. Write, write your goals down on paper. And then what do you need to do to get there? And also who do you need to surround yourself with? to push you towards your, your goals. You even said it like, who are you hanging out with? Who are you inviting into your life? Because I think we can be influenced whether even that's on social media, who are you following too? Mm -hmm. Who is allowing you to like re who's taking up brain space. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you, when you move to the new city, like friendships, and I've seen you post this on your, on your social media too, that developing or connecting with girls to Mm -hmm. just have like solid people that are pointing you higher and can invite in your circle are important. Like, yeah, we're both in relationships and that's great. We have that foundation piece, but Mm -hmm. good friendships and girlfriends are a piece of the puzzle of the life. Absolutely. That's so accurate. That's so true. Yeah. You have to have you. I mean, I would say that's more important than anything, right. Is that you have really good girlfriends, but not quantity 
quality. Mm-hmm. And I have always just strayed away from, I don't know, I just haven't, friend groups really haven't worked <laughs> well for me when there's like a group of 10 girls. It's just never been my vibe. Um, just because I, I, I want to really get to know people on a personal level, right. And like really be close to them and have it be a friendship that's going to last a very long time. That's always my intention with friendships. And I've had some crazy bridges burned in the past, which probably naturally makes me a little bit more like that. Um, but I think you, you have to foster it. And I think it's fine too. If you're in a new spot, you got to go on all the the friendship dates, like go on them all the time. This girl that I know, she just moved here. She's in an internship. Someone connected me with her and she was like, can we go on a friend date? I'm like, I love it. Let's go. And we just got coffee. Um, and she's like, it's just so nice to meet people. And you have, you have to do that. But I also don't feel like you have to feel pressure to like keep up with every single person that you meet. Like, I feel like it's very good to hand select who you feel like you really get along with on a deep level um, that you could be friends with if you moved away or whatever. Like, I think it's important to then invest quality time with those people and foster them and deepen those. And I don't know, I don't know if that answered your question, but I am even receiving that as a word for myself too, because moving to a new city, it can be very intimidating of like, okay, I need to make friends and I'm just going to, yeah, you need to go to all these things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I need to join all these Facebook groups and then go all to to these events, which is great to Mm -hmm. meet people. But what you're saying too, is you need to be intentional about it. Like it doesn't need to be totally, okay. I'm going to add all these people on social media and then maybe text them for a day and then never yep. talk to them ever again. Yep. And like yep. that doesn't really fill your cup, like really being intentional of like, okay, maybe it's you go to a local church and you end up serving and just can connect with one mm-hmm. person. Connecting. Mm-hmm. And that's like person. a total yeah. win. Right. And that might be exactly what's supposed to happen. I also think something that's important that I definitely didn't do at first is like, you have to give yourself time. I absolutely did not um, give myself time at first when I moved here. I had about two or three friends when I like within the first four or five months that I was here that I was like, wow, this is awesome. But I was like, I feel like I need to have more. Like, I feel like I need to be going and doing more and meeting new girls and stuff. And Luke would always be like, Caitlin, it's going to take time. It's going to take like a year, a year and a half for you to feel really like you're super integrated because if you just did it quick and you just went and met everyone, like you're not going to have any deep friendships anyway. You're going to feel the same way. Like you need to give yourself time. And I feel like that's important too, is that you don't have to move and feel like, Oh, I'm going to find all these friends in like three or four months. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to have a group and I'm going to have the girls to go to brunch with. Like if you don't have that, that's absolutely normal. And like, give yourself a year, a year and a half. Even I feel like once I was here a year and a half, I feel like really plugged in and good, but like you have to just accept that it's going to take a hot second, you know, and that's okay. And that's good. You know, you're processing, you're learning and all that stuff. So. And thank you for saying that because I feel like it it brings me a realization too. It and it literally transfers to what we say about dating of like, mm-hmm. okay, when you break up with somebody, you're, you don't want to get into a relationship two days after same thing with mood. Like you need the time, you need the time to just get your bearings straight, get your foundations, get your routines, because ultimately then you're going to show up for that relationship. Or since we're talking about friendships, like you're going to show up in that friendship a little bit more of who you are versus just trying to meet people to meet people. And then it just becomes kind of surface Yeah, that's so true. I haven't even thought about that before, but it's accurate. Like if you were just meeting all these people all the time, you might not really even notice that one person you might connect really well and you should probably take some extra time with them to like have an extra lunch or whatever to learn more about them. Like, I feel like 
it's just important to, yeah, just, you got to take your time too. It's important. Yeah. If your routines are off, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to be overwhelmed. Like it's yeah, the same thing it with work. A, you burn out. It, exactly. It takes a lot to move to a new city. And I feel like on social media, especially it's like supposed to be like, yeah, I live in Austin now, or yeah, I live in the city now and everything's great. And I'm going on the boat and I'm doing this and like, life's awesome. And like, that's how you want it to be perceived. But I feel like it's not talked about how hard it can be to move to a new city, especially in your twenties. Thankfully, Austin is a place where so many people want to meet new people because there's so many new people, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But, um, it's hard. I mean, you have to, yeah, adjust your routines. You have to learn all the new places you want to go. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of stuff. So I think through that too, if people step, take a step back and say, Hey, this time, like, let's have it be about me and figure out what ways that I can grow and be comfortable being alone and processing and dealing. And then I'm going to be ready to like, there is a lot of goodness that comes with, you know, being on your own more than you would normally be. So, and that also answers a question that I wanted to ask you anyways of like, okay, how do you overcome comparison when you are building new friendships, but it goes back to, okay, knowing, getting your own bearing straight. So then you can show up in a more confident way Mm -hmm. versus just showing up and be like, Oh, I don't want to go because this person's going to think, right. I'm not, I don't look like her or just the comparison that comes with meeting new girlfriends and what it's supposed to look like on social media, but taking the time, like you're just saying, take a step back and it's okay. Yeah, totally. And I fell so hard into the comparison game when I first moved here with that, right? I knew people or I saw people on social media moving here. I would see that they were, you know, going out and they had a group of like 10 friends. I'm like, how the frick did you even meet that many people? Like, I'm just chilling here. Like what's going on? Um, But it really hit me when I posted this one TikTok one day and I had a, um, a dinner reservation fall through um, with a work one. So I had three spots. It was for four people. And I just posted on my TikTok and said, are there any girls in Austin that want to get dinner? Over a thousand girls responded and oh said, me, 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 me. I just moved here. I don't know anyone. I mean, my I was like floored by it. I literally almost started crying. So I was like, okay, this is just like the epitome of, you know, social media is a highlight reel and not actually accurate. I was like, here's yeah. a thousand girls that live in the city that want friends who don't feel connected that, you know, not, that's really when this whole like ATX girls thing started. So I was like, okay, there's obviously a need for that. There's so many girls moving here and don't know people. I'm not the only one. So that's when I had a brain shift of like, right, Caitlin, get out of your head. You are not the only freaking girl in Austin that just moved here and doesn't have friends. There's so many of them. So why not serve them and try to start connecting girls together? Um, so that, that video really changed my heart on everything. And it kind of went from also like, oh, about me, like I need more friends to being like, okay, there's a lot of girls that need friends. How can I serve them and connect them? And I'm going to meet a lot of girls that way too. Right. And like, um, learn how to connect people and everything. So I feel like that was really the big shift. And then when it wasn't about me anymore, also it, I didn't, I wasn't worried about it the same way. And then that's when it really naturally happened. Like I would say in the last six to eight months, my friendships have really like taken a 180, which is like when that stuff originally was posted and I mean, yeah, I've just picked three girls from a random generator. We went to dinner. It was so much fun. And then they're like, this is amazing. You have to do this every month and plan events and stuff. So pretty wild, pretty wild. And that's amazing what you said. Like when you stopped focusing on what 
it was going to do to you and how you can serve other people. That's when really things started to fall into place, which is yep. always how it works. That's how, how God it works. works. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely how it works. And I like, and you know, yeah, it's just so wild. I was so nervous being like, I'm going to live here and like not have many friends. And I love the city so much. And then, yeah, as soon as I was like, Kaylin, it doesn't matter. Like you just need to trust, you know, that's yeah. a big thing too. It's just, you got to trust timing. God's timing is perfect. And it was, and now, you know, it's really been awesome. So and yeah. you mentioned the Austin, Texas, Gen Geneva group yeah. that you made. Is this yes. something, so this is, can you explain like this app and is this something that other people can do or start in a yes. city? Yes, absolutely. So I would say Geneva is like hot girl discord. Like it is Love amazing. It. When I first learned about this app, I was like dumbfounded. The brand had actually reached out to me and been like, Hey, we really think this would be perfect. So I was posting all these things being like, Oh, um, do you guys want to go to dinner? Do you want to hang out this time? And they're like, this is just going to be easier if you do this. And I was like, amazing. So I met with them. And my job was on the floor when I heard about this app, pretty much. It's like a Slack. It's like a Slack Google calendar discord all in one. So there's different group chats within it for different topics. Um, and we can edit, create all the different group chats. It's like Slack kind of. And then mm -hmm. within those, you can send different files. You can plan events in there. People can RSVP. So it's like really awesome. So any girls can plan events. We can, you can, um, you can see uh, all who's RSVP. People can leave notes on it. Like it's just has everything that you would need. Um, and what's great is I can just control who gets let in. So I just check their Instagram, make sure they're legit, you know, and like, make sure all these girls are real girls. So everyone in the group feels safe and like, you know, good. So it's really awesome. So I made that. And then I, I mean, I still have like, I think I still have like 200 girls sitting in the request. So I have to get oh through them, gosh. but yeah, I think there's like 350 in there now. Um, I think we'll easily hit 500 if I go through these. So it's pretty awesome. And I'm like, there, there's 500 girls, right. That just like want to meet and hang out and yeah so I feel like there's about an event a week in there and everyone's always giving their recommendations for things in Austin people are making like side meetups and stuff it's so cute it, like makes my heart so happy so I so just got a notification I think it was this morning so thanks for letting me in the group chat oh you're welcome <laughs> I'm so excited to check it out welcome so I'm gonna put the Geneva app in the show notes. So like those of you who are listening, want to just check it out and maybe it's something that you can create for your own city and Absolutely. start. There's a lot, groups. there's actually a lot of them. It's really grow. They're really doing a big push nationwide right now, specifically their like summer campaign, but yeah, there's, there's groups in all different cities there and there's groups just based on your interest. So like there's groups for your city specifically groups, just for interest, if you want to join. So there's everything you can definitely find something on there if, if you want. So awesome. I'm so excited to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's great. And so I kind of wanted to transition to your business side of things. You, so you started clear cut media, you said five years ago. Yeah, I would say it's four, it's we're four going on five. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the media agency, why or how did this get planted on your heart to launch your own business? Yes. I love it. This is like, this is wild to me. So when I went to SMU, I really wanted, <laughs> sounds so bad, but I really wanted the like ideal, like the movie college experience. Like that's oh, yeah. what I wanted when I was a senior in high school, because I grew up in such a small town. I was like, that doesn't even seem possible or real. <laughs> and when I went to SMU, they totaled that. And I was like, amazing. I'm going to go here. Um, and I always wanted to be in Greek life. And so I did that and I ended up getting <laughs> very involved, which, you know, is a, blessing now, but it's something I didn't really expect then, but I became a 
president of the sorority. So that kind of created a natural lot of, a lot of, honestly, I, I could do, I could talk for an hour or more just about that because I think I've learned more through that than anything in my entire life. But I started before that I was head of their socials. Um, I'm a marketing major and my best friend, Kat, who's also our co-founder, she was creative ad. So um, anyway, long story short, recruitment rules changed. It used to be skit. Then they were like, make a video. And I've always grown up filming random things. I loved it. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna make this the best video ever. We're gonna have such a better video than every other house on campus. We're gonna like, you know, we're gonna like absolutely kill it. So that's what I did. And um, yeah, I mean, I've never worked harder on anything in my life and we absolutely blew it out of the water. Um, that ended up just kind of exploding. Then all these Dallas businesses were starting to see our videos that we were posting for our for our sorority being like, this is actually really good. And this was like when video was just getting on Instagram and stuff, which is wild uh-huh. now with everything that exists yeah. like TikTok. But um, so we were kind of ahead of the time because we were posting all that stuff online and people were like, whoa, I haven't even really thought about doing that before. And so all these Dallas companies were like, oh, can, can we use you for this promo video or whatever? We're like, yeah, sure. So we started just making a ton of money, doing all these different businesses, food and bev, fitness, all that stuff, um, you know, when I was midway through college. But then we would give them the videos back and they didn't know what to do with the content. They were like, what do we do with this? How do we best utilize this? So I was like, we'll manage your socials for you if you want. And they're like, yeah. So we started doing all that for all of them. And then it just kind of grew from there. It grew. um, Now we still do content like video production and stuff but not as much. A lot of it now is consulting strategy and stuff. Um, Because I feel like since then, companies have really started hiring marketing people to work in-house, but it might be older people who are hiring, you know, a recent college grad to do their marketing. They actually don't know what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. we'll go in, train them, help them, and then remove ourselves after three or four months um, to give them kind of what they need. Um, Sometimes we, yeah, we do full packages. So it just kind of exploded and grew. Every client's different. Every day is different. It's a lot of fun. We travel a lot. Um, So it's a blast, but definitely something I never expected to happen, but everything was just lined up and it was very apparent that God was being like, all right, just take the next step, the next leap of faith. Okay. Take the next step, leap of faith. Um, and once you start doing that, it gets a little easier to keep doing it. So it was kind of like a snowball effect, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, best snowball ever, I would say. So that's an amazing journey. What is one thing you wish you knew before starting your own business? Um, honestly, I would say this is still something I wish that I knew is that I, I do wish I would have worked corporate, even if it was just for like a year, because I, I feel like I'm always in my head being like, oh my gosh, like, do we not have the systems we need? Do we not have this that we need? Like, should we do this differently? And I feel like sometimes working corporate or working at an agency for even one year, I would have learned enough where I would have felt good. Even though I think we have it all, you know, set in stone and good. It's almost like a guessing game. We're like, Mm -hmm. oh, like what if, if we, are we doing this the way we should like stuff like that, but more like internal systems and stuff like that. So I would say that that's the biggest thing that I, and then I would also say, before I started, I wish I would have just told myself, like, you just got to take the punches and you're not going to make everyone happy. We haven't had a lot of problems like that, but when they do happen, I would get like so down on myself at first if something didn't work out. And I feel like it's like, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You just have to just have to deal with it and move on, you know, and the positives definitely outweigh the negative. So we just keep going. 
Those are two really, really good pieces of advice. Cause I think even the first one that you said, oftentimes we hear, okay, follow your dreams, you know, start your own business, launch your business, mm-hmm. which you did, which is great. But I think to people coming out of college or when they're in a job right now that maybe they don't like, and they're like, I want to start this business. And we, yes. we can't see like what's in front of us yeah. where you're saying like, that's actually, actually good. You can learn, you can learn from it. And that's uh-huh. in, you're in that job right now to actually just propel some kind of foundation or something. Exactly. Absolutely. I like firmly, firmly believe that like even my brother, he just graduated, um, college and he's, um, an engineer and he was talking about his first job. And I was like, this is going to set you up so good. Like any, but it's hard to believe when you're in the moment, you know, but, um, I, I really think your first job, you learn so much, especially yeah, if you are in that corporate, in that corporate world, you, you just learn how, so much, so many different things work. And I'm like, I feel like some of that would have really benefited us for sure. If we had that. Yeah. And I think to starting your own business that's in media, obviously there are other people doing media and somebody who wants to start, let's just say a clothing company. Obviously there's yeah. a lot of different clothing companies. How do you stay yeah. authentic to like what your vision is? Um, that's a great question. And it's hard because I feel like our vision kind of changes a lot. We never really wanted to become big. Um, I mean, the next step would really be to just get financing and hire a ton of people. Um, but I don't, I don't, we, we've never really wanted it to be like that because I feel like we just love really connecting with the clients and stuff. So I think it's important that every couple months, it's even like what we were talking about earlier of like writing down your ideal life and like working backwards. I really do that same thing for clear cut. So I'm like, okay, realistically, what would be, where would I want to be right now? If every, if all the stars aligned and then being like, okay, what's different. And then making sure we're kind of Kat and I especially are aligned in that way and feeling good. And we're not taking on clients just to take them on. Like there's just a over communication with the team. I would say it's probably the biggest way to stay on alignment. And even if you're, if, if you're starting something, just you is to like over communicate with yourself and like really write down all your thoughts work backwards, really brainstorm and think, try new things, be wrong in certain things, fail in certain things, like just be over communicative with yourself to figure out really what your vision is. And just to do that, I would just like really try to dig deep in that every couple months, you know, or even quarterly just to stay on track. And the vision is going to change is absolutely that's important it's supposed to change almost absolutely yeah there's no like when we started clear cut originally we were like we want to be like that was the era of like travel videographers you get to stay at all the cool hotels and film like that's what we wanted to do originally and now that just makes me laugh right like it's just so (laughs) funny and now that was our that was our dream then like that's what we were gonna do and then we got an opportunity that we're like we don't really want to do that and we're like you kind of want to go this way um so yeah it's important that it changes and that's all on purpose right that's all by design like there's things that I was learning in that season when that's all I wanted to do I got really good at video because I wanted to just have the hotels be like, yes, we want you to come. And I'm like, there's no way I would have the clients I do now if I hadn't done that. Right. So it's all on purpose and all by design. And you would have never came to that realization if you weren't checking in and writing those things down. So like for somebody listening to do those things. So then you're not stuck. Do it you're put your, putting your head down. And then five years later, you're like, where am I? Where is this business? It doesn't even match up to who you are type of thing. Yep. Absolutely. And at first, you know, when I started writing that kind of stuff down, I felt really weird. Cause I was like, 
Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just felt weird, but you just have to get over that. And you just have to write down everything you're feeling. Cause it's wild. When I look back at, um, books that I've written in and like goals and stuff for clear cut back in the day, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I could only tell that version of Caitlin, everything mm-hmm. that we've accomplished and done, like I wouldn't have even believed you. Right. So it's just so important to write that stuff down. Cause it also makes you realign how far you've come and not just be so like thinking about ahead and what's going to come and being stressed about that all the time. Sometimes it's good to look back and say, wow, look how far we've come, look what we've accomplished. And it's easier to do that when you have it in writing somewhere and you're like, wow, that's insane. So I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. Like always being Mm -hmm. a student to yourself type of thing. Absolutely. Yep. Exactly. And so I also want to transition into social media because I know that's a part of what you're doing right now of having that be, I know you do clear cut, but also what you do on social media. Yeah. I love it. And so you're super active on social media. And so posting, obviously your move to Austin, what you're doing, cute outfits, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. for someone who kind of wants to get into the influencing space, what are some key tips that you have recognized have worked? Oh my gosh. I, this could be a whole thing on itself. I this know. could no, of course, but I, I don't know. I feel I'm current. I would say the last couple months is really when it changed for me. I got management. There's a lot of difference in how that goes. Like there's just so much that in the last couple months I've been experiencing where I feel like I'm having, what's it called when you, Oh, like imposter syndrome, yes. you know, like that's how yes. it feels. Um, and it's, so great in some ways and also so weird in other ways. I would say regardless, if you want to get in that space, be posting on TikTok all the time, post, 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 freaking post. Cause you never know what's going to go viral. Literally the whole reason that this happened for me is because I posted a video of my neighbor's cat climbing Stop. over the wall to visit me. It got 12, 10, 11 million views. And, um, yeah, like just That's from that. Crazy. And then I, and then I leveled off. I, I used that to then make more videos. And my dad, he builds homes. He got involved. He's like, I'm going to make the cat a bridge so it can more safely cross. Cause that was what so many comments were. We made those, all of those got millions of views. And I'm like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my neighbor's cat and my dad building a bridge. And it's like, I don't know. That's I'm crazy. like, that's so wild. And so you never know what's going to blow up. You just have to post and you just have to post, post, post. And I, I would say, you know, follow the trends and stuff, but really figure out what makes you different. And so for me, I really try to utilize like my relationship with my dad. That's something that is very special to me that I love sharing with other people. And there's so many people out there that don't have relationships with their dads or their dad has passed or something. And dad is like kind of their second dad and it's super cute. So that stuff. And then, um, yeah. Like I, you just have to, you just have to think about what's unique to you and just push it. And you just can't be uncomfortable and nervous to do so. Everyone's going to have something to say. Like when I started really consistently posting, people were like, Oh my God. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> but you, you just have to do it. But also that was, I kind of started. They're still watching it. During, yeah, exactly. During my move to when I was like in a new place and didn't know anyone and was making new friends. So I was kind of like, I kind of use that to my advantage. I was like, okay, if I'm going to be in a new season of life where like, I don't, I'm not going to hear anyone talking about me in Dallas, like I'm be moving to a new city, might as well post off the wazoo and see if I can make something of it. And it really is my creative outlet just because, um, you know, I video edit all the time for work, but this is like a fun way for it to just be, you know, fun and not stressful and stuff. But I would say, yeah, just post, do not be afraid. And I'm convinced Instagram is going to die so I would say post everything on TikTok and just go crazy on TikTok. But that's just my opinion. But 
I don't know. <laughs> and and sit outside your window so you can possibly get a glimpse of your neighbor's get, cat. Yeah, maybe get that's it. Of your neighbor's cat. I that's know. I've never been really seriously, I've never really been a cat person, but my dad has two cats too that he's gotten and they are obsessed with me at home. And mom I was just there last week and my mom was like, Maybe you're just a cat lady, like they're drawn to you. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, stay stay on the lookout for your neighbor's cat or dog or something. Like catch catch that good footage, you know. I love Film everything. Opportunity yeah. is everywhere, apparently. Yep. It and is. It is. With you, because I, I hear that too of like, okay, post, just don't be afraid to post, post on social mm-hmm. media, find what makes you different. And yep. do you have any boundaries with social media? Like whether it's okay, post and then turn your notifications you know, off. That is a great question and something we are working on currently. And I didn't realize it was so bad until I was starting to get really anxious probably about six months ago, just because I'm on it all the time for work um, with my clients. And then, you know, after work, I'm like working on my TikToks and I'm looking at my screen time and I'm not even going to share it because it's so terrifying. Um, And I just was like, why am I anxious and stuff? So I'm doing that, what you said of trying to just be done after I post and just exit out and be done for the night. I'll post at like the end of the work day or whatever, and then just be done. Um, And I also, what I've, what's been helping me is if I am like in this mood of creativity or like feeling like, Oh, I want to film all these TikToks. I have these ideas or whatever. I'll try to bang them out and just keep them in my drafts. Um, so then I can just, if I, at the end of the day, you know, for whatever day it is, I can just post it and be done and not worry about it. Um, and same for Instagram, like I batching content definitely helps, but I also then, you know, then you can flip the other side and I'm like, then I don't feel authentic. So it's very, it's a very hard balance, but I think definitely just shutting it off after you post. And I've really been trying to stay off of it, especially like after seven o'clock, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be on it unless I really have to be. Um, And that's definitely helped. That's feel like that's helped me like sleep better and stuff like that. But it's a hard balance. I'm always trying to figure it out more, you know, and try and get better at that because it's tough. It is. It is so tough. Even with, you know, the podcast, I feel like, okay, yeah. I have to obviously get this out and social media using Instagram or TikTok as yep. a platform, but it's still, yes, finding that fine line of you still want, you don't want to have like full control because that's when the anxiety comes in and yep. we feel the comparison come in or imposter syndrome, or we feel like we need to overperform or pre- everything needs to be perfect. And so Absolutely. it's interesting to hear like, okay, thing we post consistently, but it, it is important and something you're working on too, of like finding boundaries. Cause you're noticing that it's something that is important and needs to be prioritized or else then you can't show up, you know, online. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just feel like you can't take it too seriously either. I feel like if you want to be an influencer or be in that space, I hate that word, but if you just want to be in that space so bad, I, I probably won't work because you're going to like stress yourself out or overthink to the moon, right? Yeah. Like my favorite part of growing my TikTok was just posting positive content that I knew people would like to see of the cat, my dad, like stuff like that. <laughs> like I would get genuinely excited to post it because I knew that that would make someone happy, right? It had nothing to do with if I was going to get followers or not and yeah. stuff like that. So that is absolutely when it does best. And so if you're really feeling like you're in your head, maybe take a step back and be like, okay, maybe I'm not in the right mindset to do it. Cause I feel like 
I, I don't even feel like it's worth it, honestly. If <laughs> that's someone's headspace, like it's just not. Um, so you just yeah, like doing feel, a heart check of why, why do I want to get into why this? Why do you want to do it? Exactly. Is it exactly. for, I don't know, followers or obviously yep. people can be follower motivated or money motivated, money and, motivated yep. and bring, you know, abundance in your life. But if that's the reason why you're getting into it, or is it, Hey, I want to share my life. I have something to share. You have a light inside you and you want to Absolutely. help somebody else and connect other people that yep. so doing like a heart check of, okay, what, and you know, just kind of checking yeah. your intentions with anything. No, exactly. And I feel like, you know, there's such like a, Oh, the grass looks such a grass is greener on the other side mentality, right? Oh, that looks so nice. Like she just made that video probably in five seconds and made like $5,000 doing that. (laughs) Um, and like, I mean, part of that, you know, I'm sure like that's accurate, but like also not like, I just, I feel like there's like a misconception because, you know, influencers feel like they have to like keep up this whole thing. I feel like, I mean, I don't even fully know, but like that, that is just, that that's not great either, you know? So there, there's, yeah. there's pros and cons, right? There's pros and cons with everything, with every job, with everything you do. So I feel like you just got to do it because you love it. And if something comes out of it, that's a plus. Like, I feel like you have to have the mentality of like, I'm doing this because I love it. It's my creative outlet. And if a brand reaches out and like wants to pay me, that's a plus, but that's not why I'm doing it. You know, yeah. I feel like it just won't like, work that way. Remember there's still life to live outside of social media. Exactly. And I'm like, man, thank you. know, that's part of me too. I'm like, I will always have to be doing, you know, clear cut and other work stuff. Cause I'm like, who knows if an app is going to come out tomorrow and TikTok doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that could happen. Like you just gotta, you just gotta enjoy it while it lasts and just not take it too seriously and just have fun with it and not be so stressed about it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, on that note, do you want to share where people can follow you on social media? Oh yes. So my TikTok, I still haven't changed my name actually on there. It's Caitlin Fletcher, K-A-T-E-O-N-F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R. And then my Instagram is Caitlin dot my new name, Nasser. So you know, we have two different names going on. I probably should change my TikTok, but whatever. We'll, we'll get there eventually. It's all good. <laughs> I will post yeah. those in the show notes um, for people to go follow you Amazing. and hang out with you. And I love if it. you Please. do live in Austin, Texas, be yes. friends with us. Join, join the, the girls. Group. Yeah. Join the girl squad. I love exactly. it. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, this was such a fun conversation. Just really, I mean, we talked about so many different things of like getting out of your comfort zone, um, getting out, knowing how to like build that confidence in yourself. So then you can Mm -hmm. show up for other people and getting out of kind of our own way when it comes to our ego of, okay, how many friends can I have versus, Hey, maybe someone, I can learn something from somebody else and somebody can learn something from me. You can serve someone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, also about learning your business and how exciting yeah. that was for you and that journey and just social media. I mean, I feel like we talked about the we whole, about so many things. The whole nine years. We, got, we it. got it covered. I love it. Well, thank you so much. That was so fun. I'm so yeah. It was so chat. fun having you on the podcast and I'm sure we'll be meeting in person soon. Oh yeah. I'm literally about to message you myself so we can go get coffee or lunch or something. I love this. All right, you guys, I will talk to you guys in the next episode and have a good week. Bye guys.